0: listening to this installment of Opposition Territory here at the Philadelphia Sports Table Podcast Show, the longest running weekly Philly sports podcast show in the world. That's right. Over nine and a half years strong, we have got your Eagles, Packers, week 12 preview podcast coming your way right now it's going to be a great discussion have a great guest but I, I want to go back to when the nfl season actually started and we were talking about games that we were really concerned about this was definitely one of them i remember eric and myself saying you know what this is probably going to be a loss you know it was one of those things you do you look at the schedule you say okay based on the previous year you've got an mvp caliber quarterback and aaron Rodgers. Going to be facing the Eagles, and you know, we're a little concerned about this game. I don't know necessarily if those concerns are still very, very, or extremely valid in the minds of some of Eagles Nation and, uh, you know, what Packers Nation is thinking as well. But we've got a great, great preview show coming your way. Why don't we just get to it? Let's do it. It's great to have back on the podcast, joining us from the Acme Packing Company. You know we love our SB Nation sites from acmepackingcompany.com. We've got the managing editor, Mr. Evan Texwestern. How you doing, Evan?
1: Hey, doing pretty good. Um, you know, I'd be I'd be feeling a lot better if the Packers weren't playing like crap for the last <laughs> month and a half. But uh, you know, here here we are. We're uh, we're we're coming down the stretch, looking to play spoiler, and basically needing to run the table again to, to have any hope of a playoff spot.
0: Absolutely, it's been a really interesting NFL season. I think you know you yeah. come off the past two years, what the Packers were able to do, and the fact we're going to certainly be getting into the quarterback situation. But Aaron Rodgers being just two time MVP, not just last year, year before as well, and you think to yourself man it has been an up and down season for this green bay packers team for sure man
1: yeah that that that's uh it's it's very true and it's it's been more down than up especially the last like i said last six six seven weeks or so yeah um you know five game losing streak which baggers haven't seen in 15 years something like that yep um and and a lot of you know a lot of games that they really had a chance to win and kind of have blown either in the late stages or just not have have not taken advantage of their opportunities when they've been presented to them.
0: Absolutely. And that's what's very uncharacteristic I think about the 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 Green Bay Packers that we know, the Green Bay Packers that the NFL fan base in general knows they usually end up winning these type of games. And and, and I do wonder how much of it does go into the quarterback position. So let's get into the quarterback position first, not just with Green Bay, but with the Philadelphia Eagles as well, because both both teams and both quarterbacks at this point in the season are showing us a little something here and there. Again, up and down, especially for the Eagles over the past couple weeks here. We know that Jalen Hurts has been talked about as a potential MVP candidate. You know, la- Again, last year, Aaron Rodgers, he was the MVP. And the year before that, he was the MVP as well of the league. How do you evaluate, basically, Evan, what we can expect from both quarterbacks at this point in the season? I mean, regression? Progression? What are your thoughts here?
1: Yeah, Rodgers is fascinating. I'll start there. Um, and so much of Rodgers... Abilities and, and production this year has gone along with the way the Packers running game has gone. Um, w- when the Packers run the ball well, they have won and, um, and it has opened up things for the play action passing game. So that, that really ends up being the key, I think. And so much of the struggles in the last month and a half, I, I do think are actually in part due to him messing up his thumb on the Hail Mary in the London game against the Giants right at the end of that game. Um, his thumb is still not right. And it hasn't been right since then. And I think that really limited a little bit of what the Packers like to do schematically. Because LaFleur is very much a um, run from under center, run play action from under center type of, type of an offensive scheme. Right, right. And Rodgers really struggled to, to take snaps right now with, with that thumb. Or at least he, he did, especially in the first couple of weeks after the injury. And we, they went to a lot more shotgun. Um, and the running game was not nearly as effective. As, as it was, run a little bit more downhill with a little bit of power. So that has has really kind of sapped some of his production in that losing streak. But you saw it in that Dallas game where they they really relied on the running game heavily, and they did it from under center, and and that got the play action game going on on a bunch of those those throws he made to Christian Watson. Yeah, um, you know, those were the types of. of Beat balls off of play action that we haven't really seen uh, for, for, from this offense and from Rodgers for a good portion of the year. So that's, I think, the biggest question is, is if the Packers can establish the run, um, that really does free up a lot. And, and as long as his thumb is feeling well enough that he can take snaps from under center, that really does help set up everything um, just in terms of the offense and its entirety. Now, that said, on Thursday against Tennessee, they were still sort of doing that again, but he was just missing. Throws that that he makes in his sleep most of the time. Absolutely, yeah. There was there was one on third down to, to Alan Lazard that he just sails over his head wide open on a crossing route over the middle. Um, there was another one to Sammy Watkins that he just kind of fired into the dirt. Just very uncharacteristically, you know, inaccurate throws from him on on plays that you know that he's made a thousand times before. So it it has been kind of that, and that's difficult, more difficult to explain, especially when it came four days, five days after. You know, a great performance right. uh, against Dallas, so it's <sighs> I certainly wouldn't uh, feel comfortable projecting anything uh, as to what we're going to get from him on any individual given week's basis, just because it's he's been so inconsistent so far this year.
0: He absolutely has. When it comes to Jalen Hurts, what are your thoughts on where he's been at two weeks, where the offense for the Philadelphia Eagles kind of stalling out a little bit here? You know, maybe maybe that they, maybe they've peaked, as some have been saying. Some analysts have been saying, you know, maybe they have peaked. You know, they had they, they have certain games coming down the stretch that may provide them some difficulties, including. This game against the Packers, where do you see Jalen Hurts right now at this particular point in the season?
1: Yeah, it's he definitely seems like there's been a little bit of a step back these last couple weeks. Um, As far as the matchup with the Packers, though, his running ability is still going to be really critical. Yeah. um, Because the Packers have always historically struggled with running quarterbacks. Um, That's certainly you know certainly one of his his best weapons is is getting out on the move, making throws on the run. um, working with broken plays and then and then using his legs to get downfield and that's that's one of the biggest challenges that this defense has is dealing with mobile quarterbacks um you've got a guy now in quay walker who might be able to help with that a little bit um certainly is has all the speed you could hope for in a linebacker but um you know the packers also have some issues in the secondary that uh, that I'm, I'm sure we'll touch on too so yeah. <laughs> but the key i think for hertz is um and for really the, the Philly offenses, if you can get him making plays on the move, that's going to be really important um, just in general to, to his productivity on Sunday.
0: Again, folks, we're talking to Tex Western from the com, great SB Nation site that covers the Packers. Follow him on Twitter, at Tex Western. He's great, great follow. And I know it's a general question here that I'm going to be asking, but uh, Evan, you know what's what's the one strength of the Packers that you really don't have any concern about here heading
1: into week 12? This is really tough right now. I thought it <laughs> <Because> might be. <laughs> I I don't. There's there really isn't a part of this this team that I have have felt great about consistently throughout the season. Um, I would say that the closest thing that I would have maybe might be the the running game, and in very specific a very specific way. I thought you were going to um, mention.
0: I thought you were going to say that because that's what I would have said as well.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, the the Packers have have had one of the great um, kind of pin and pull running games this year. So you get you get a pulling guard, maybe a tight end, um, the the outside tackle, or, or an outside tight end. Uh, pins down on on the outside guy on the, on the defensive line, and then you pull a couple guards around, and, yep. and the running backs are following yep. those those guys. That's almost exclusively where the Packers' explosive play production has been on the ground, and so I expect we'll see a lot of that. the The Packers do have very athletic guys on their line; they always have. They've always really prioritized that in their their offensive linemen, um, those guys, and the guy who I think is, has kind of been a secret X factor for this running game has been tight end Josiah DeGuara. He's one of those move guys. They drafted him a couple of years ago to sort of be their Kyle use check. Almost yeah. um, plays yeah. a lot of fullback plays a lot of that, um, that offset uh, wing tight end. And he does a lot of stuff on the move, some of the split zone blocking stuff. So, um, you know, when he's out there, you know, he's, he's also a, a little bit of a play action passing uh, receiving threat too. So, um, that, that's probably the, the thing that I'm most confident on is, is them getting things going on that, those particular types of run plays, um, it, which is funny because for, for the first three years under the floor, they were almost exclusively a zone-running team. Yeah, they ran yeah. straight inside zone, straight outside zone. Um, but this pin and pull concept has really been working for them this year, and, and I, I expect we'll see a lot of that this weekend.
0: Definitely going to keep our eye on it uh, in, in this game for sure. And, and to follow up with that, what's the biggest weakness of the Packers in terms of what the Eagles may be able to really try to exploit this coming weekend? <laughs>
1: Yeah, the the run defense continues to be a problem, um, and and again, that's that's something that has been an issue for this team for years and yeah, years. We're, we're going to get
0: to the uh, defensive line in just a bit. Yep,
1: <laughs> yep. And and I won't get too deep into that just yet, but um, the the whole front seven has really struggled in that area, um, really all season long, and without Rashawn Gary out there as well, um, he's a little more of a pass rusher, but um, and and he's been known to, to to fail to set the edge occasionally on the run plays, but um still having having him out you know with a torn acl is a huge blow to this whole defense um and 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 just the the number of bodies that that you now have to the, the knock-on effects of your your backup is starting and now you're um you're down to you know three or four outside linebackers on this team that's going to be a real challenge so stopping again stopping hurts in the run game um and certainly you know miles sanders and kenneth gainwell i think are You know, could be in for big days uh, on Sunday.
0: Very interesting, for sure. Very interesting. Well, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, just how the Eagles are definitely vulnerable on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, the cohesion isn't quite where it was during the first eight games of the season, especially in the second quarter, which was just the Eagles' bread and butter throughout the entire basically first half of the season. That second quarter, they were absolutely dominating through the air and on the ground. That appears to be gone at this point. We talked about it on our post-game podcast this past week. But with that said, Evan, how do you see the Packers striking first, needing to strike first to keep the Eagles on their toes early in this game, especially in the first half?
1: Yeah, it's, it's got to start with that run game again, right? That's, that's really going to set the tone. If they can start making plays and, and picking up big chunks of yardage on the ground, that's going to set up everything else on, on the offense. And, um, you know, maybe it ends up, you know, maybe we get another, you know, Christian Watson bomb off of play action. Um, But the the Packers are a team that under LaFleur have been built to play from ahead. Uh, If they can, they can run the ball and, and get a, get out to a little bit of a lead they're They're so much more comfortable with that play action passing game than if they have to go to a straight drop back game. And part of that is especially this year, they don't have the receivers to to really run that type of game Um because, you know, no Devonte Adams anymore. All these receivers have kind of been banged up to different degrees throughout the season with injuries. So that's just not a strength of, of this team in the way that, you know, maybe it has been uh previous years when they had the, you know, the great receiving cores that could just, you could put out the, you know the four-five wide, and and you know feel confident that a Jordy Nelson or Greg Jennings or you know somebody's going to win their one-on-one matchups every time. Yeah, uh, that's just not there. So, um, and I think defensively, they need to find a way to get an early turnover, um, get a little bit of momentum, get the defense feeling good. They they just they also just haven't played complimentary football. So when the offense has been actually moving the football consistently then you see all of a sudden the defense gives up like an 8 minute 12 play drive right. that just saps all the life out of the yeah. offense <laughs> and vice versa the defense you know on Thursday defense gets a turnover in the second half forces a three and out packers offense goes three and out back to back drives too so um they just aren't getting that that full uh performance from both sides of the football at the same time and and that's been one of the biggest issues again these last several weeks
0: you mentioned the packers run game and i looked to this past week when they've only been on the team now for probably a week for the eagles uh linval joseph and dominican sue and they had been playing at or they hadn't been playing basically for like 10 months and come in and actually have quite an impact on the Eagles' defensive line. Of course, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, uh, pl- playing pretty uh, pretty well over the past couple weeks as well. And I, I just see that Packers run game possibly having some difficulties, especially with some of the new additions that the Eagles brought in with Joseph and Sue. I, I would imagine you might be a little concerned about that as it, as it pertains to the run game for the Packers.
1: <laughs> Most definitely. And those are two guys that, that the Packers have have been familiar with before, right? Joseph yeah. being in Minnesota for a while, Sue, you know, all those years in Detroit and, and Tampa, he just better keep his cleats away from the Packers <laughs> players legs. He's right. been known to, right. yes. he's been known to stomp once in a while yeah. on, uh, on Packers players. So, um, we were, we were pretty upset when, uh, when we saw that he signed with Philly a week and a half before, you know, before playing the Packers, like, right. crap, we have to deal with this guy again. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh,
1: so yeah, that's, that's absolutely going to be a problem. Yeah. And, um, that's I think that's where some of that outside pin and pull running is going to have to come into play. If they can, um, you know, running inside, I think is not going to, going to get them very far. So they're going to have to try to try to work the edges and, um, you know, and get a little bit horizontal in the run game to uh, to really have some production there.
0: You mentioned the Packers' defensive line earlier, just to, just having a real up-and-down season, mostly down uh, from what yep. you were saying earlier. I mean, they, they have some yeah. young pieces for sure that just haven't seen too, too much playing time. And I'm wondering if it's either this Eagles game, perhaps it's week 13, where we're going to start to see some of these younger players, some of these younger players that, that, that Packers nation may want to see you know, get some time to see what they have there, if we're going to see that at all. I mean, are we, I mean, what are we going to see when it comes to the Packers' defensive line this coming Sunday? Are we going to see those new faces? Are we going to just continue to see kind of the old faces, what we've seen past few weeks, combination of both? What do you think?
1: Yeah, the biggest question mark in that regard has been first-round pick Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia, uh, Jordan Davis' is running mate, right? Yep. Um, and he he's now topped out at 15 snaps in a game twice this season, and, and he just can't seem to get in the rotation. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense right. because most of the time when he's been out there, he's made an, a, a nice splash play or two, and he's, you know, he's grading out well through PFF grades and things. It just seems like he's earned more opportunities based on his play and just based on the fact that the Packers need to see what they have in this guy um, as a first-round pick. And for whatever reason, they've just been loath to to really put him out there on any consistent basis. Right. You're you're looking at a unit that, that has Kenny Clark, who's been one of the better nose tackles in the NFL for the last several years. He's, I think, struggling the last couple of weeks a little bit now. And I think part of that is because he's playing, you know, fifty, fifty five snaps a game at, at nose tackle and then a little bit at three tech here and there. Um, you know, it's it's really tough for a guy that size to to play that many snaps, but they just don't have the bodies behind him that they apparently trust. So, you know, him, Jaron Reed was supposed to come in as a free agent this offseason and provide a spark. He really hasn't done that aside from a couple of plays here and there, but certainly no uh, re- no real consistency from him. Dean Lowry, who's been with the Packers since 2016, he's kind of what he's always been, a little bit of, juice as an interior pass rusher but doesn't give you a whole lot of push in the run game Um, the guy the other young guy who I think Packers fans are excited about is TJ Slayton he was a fifth round pick in 2021 out of Florida Um, big big athletic guy who just really needed a lot of refining I think and he's he's been getting kind of in the 20 mid-20s in terms of snaps uh, spelling Clark at the nose a little bit and a couple of their best reps against Tennessee actually came when both Slayton and Clark were on the field together they kicked Clark out to end. And, uh, that's going to be a good combination. I'd like to see more of that. So more snaps for Slate and more snaps for Wyatt are something that I would like to see. I just don't know if, you know, if there's something going on behind the scenes that, that we can't see or, or don't know about that, um, that, that's leading to the Packers, maybe not really trusting Wyatt with a heavier workload than what they've given him.
0: No, oh, I think it's very interesting for sure. And and, and with, with the Packers defense, I, I guess from an overall perspective, they're getting an Eagles team that have been seeing some injuries, you know, especially a major playmaker, not just for the Eagles but in the NFL. With Dallas Goddard being out, you know, we 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 saw this past week Devontae Smith and AJ Brown, you know, getting the majority of the targets against the Colts. Devontae Smith had nine targets, AJ Brown had seven. How do you think the Packers may actually try to contain the Eagles' two top offensive playmakers this week? Are they going to be able to do it?
1: Well, I'll start with what I would do if I were Joe Barry's defensive coordinator. I would put Jair Alexander on Devontae Smith and Rasul Douglas on A.J. Brown all game long. I would swap them sides, follow them, whatever you have to do. Both Jair and Rasul can play in the slot. And just the the skill sets that those two guys have match up better with, with Smith and Brown respectively. Jair is a little more quick twitch guy. Little, uh, little speedier. He's on the smaller side. Russell Douglas is much more physical, um, bigger body. Oh, I body. know that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, coming coming up from Philly, yeah. um, and and man, he's he's been such a, a fun success story in Green Bay since he got there in the middle of last season off of the the Cardinals practice squad. But um, but I digress. I mean, he's he's really played. Played well since since coming over. He's been a
0: bright spot. Year. He has definitely been a bright spot for the Absolutely. Packers secondary.
1: Yep, yeah, for sure. So so that's how I would play it is is really focus on um, matching those guys up with the corners who um, who can can handle those skill sets. But Joe Barry has been very reluctant to do that this season to even have Jair follow um, you know the, the the other team's top receiver. So I, I struggle a little bit with that. Um, you're certainly going to need to to give him safety help, but because of the way the, the the run game has struggled you know you can't this this defense can't really sit back in in too high looks that right, much right. because yeah. they're they're susceptible in the run game so that's, that's the big struggle and, and the big balance and the challenge they had for Joe Barry. And, you know, as, as a Baggers fan who's seen these last several weeks, I don't have a whole lot of faith in it working out.
0: <laughs> All right. Again, folks, we're talking to Tex Western, Evan Tex Western from Acme Packing Company. Follow him on Twitter, at Tex Western. He's a great follow. And uh, I guess to close us out here, uh, again, a couple general questions, but important ones for sure. First off, what's the one thing that the Packers are going to need to hit on for a win this week against Philadelphia Eagles?
1: I think they've got to force turnovers. Um, when the Packers have, have won the turnover battle under Matt LaFleur, they have generally won the game. And it's, it's the old cliche, right? It it's, it's, seems like a no-brainer, but this team seems like they cannot afford to give the football away on offense right especially because so many of their turnovers have come on the other side of the field when they're in the red zone or at least on the other side of the 50 they've been great at moving the ball uh between the 20s at times this year but they've just really struggled to um you know, on on fourth downs in kind of that, that gray zone around the, the forty yard line or so, they've been really bad and then um just, just coughing up the football inside the twenty. Yeah. Uh, it's something that, that this Baggers team has never really done before, um, you know, in, in Rogers' entire tenure. And to see that happening right now is is really um you know it's it's a it's causing this offense major challenges and it's a big reason why you know the, the the stats from a yardage perspective actually look pretty decent but then just the pure number of points scored uh, just doesn't match up with it so Packers just need to, to make sure they're going to win the turnover battle in order to have a chance this week
0: very interesting and on the flip side of that what's the one thing from your perspective Evan that the Eagles are going to need to hit on this week for a win against the Green Bay Packers what do you think
1: Man, they could they could do so many things and win this game. But um, I mean, I'll, I'll say control the running game on both sides okay. of the ball. Um, again, if if they can stop the Packers from having production in the run game, the whole rest of the offense kind of falls apart, and they have to go back to that drop back passing game again. That just hasn't worked. So if they can keep Aaron Jones especially in check, um, he's been certainly the the most explosive of the two Packers backs. Um, they can keep Jones in check and and keep Dylan from. Uh, from having any big runs, um, I think that's going to gonna do it for Philly.
0: All right. Again, Tex Western, Evan Tex Western from Acme Packing Company. My friend, thank you so much for joining us on our Eagles Packers uh, preview podcast here. We'd love to talk to you down the road, my friend.
1: Jeff, my pleasure. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll maybe some sort of miracle will happen these last seven weeks and the Packers will rip off a winning streak and, and we'll see, you know, see you guys in the, in the you know, in the playoffs or something. Anything I'm not holding can out happen. a whole lot of hope. Yeah, but, man. Uh, Any yeah, given Sunday. <laughs>
0: yes. Any given Sunday, anything can happen, but join us down the road, my friend.
1: Absolutely. Happy to do it. Thanks for having me.
0: I really do think this is going to be a very interesting matchup for sure. I feel like the Eagles definitely need to rebound after the past two games. Yes, they did beat the Indianapolis Colts by the skin of their teeth, but there was a lot of slop from the offensive standpoint, uh, as many of us know in Eagles Nation. Inconsistencies coming from the Green Bay Packers as well. Are those going to translate into this game? And are we going to see an up-and-down Aaron Rodgers? Are we going to see a dominant Aaron Rodgers? We've seen some dominance thus far uh, at times this year from Aaron Rodgers and some of those receivers, too, that Green Bay has. Uh, It's going to be an interesting, interesting game. You know, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving here. We're going to be enjoying some time off. Some of us are going to be enjoying some time off. And, uh, again, going to be an interesting game for sure. That's going to do it for us, folks. Take care. And make sure you're following us on the Twitter.com at Philadelphia PST. You can follow me at Jeffrey underscore Warren. Anything happens to your podcast feed, head on over to PhiladelphiaSportsTable.com. We've got all of our podcasts uploaded over there. And if you have any suggestions, if you have anything you want to email the show about topics, anything we say you do agree with, you don't agree with, let us know Philadelphia sports table at gmail.com. We'd love to read your email on our regular show and respond to it. Good to do it for us, folks. Take care. We will catch you next time.